Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl, JMWA. Happy, happy new year. And welcome to another episode of JMWA Speaks. I am so excited for my first guest of the new year. He is the senior pastor of the charismatic evangelistic ministry at the Pennsylvania branch. He is also currently an IT professor at Pennsylvania State University and he is married to his beautiful wife and they have two lovely children. So without further ado, please help me in welcoming the amazing and dynamic Reverend Dr. Richard Lomote. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Yes, thank you so much for joining me today. Like guys, as you can tell, he is a very, very busy man. So I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today and for all my listeners as well. So we're happy to have you. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to jump right into it because I have like so many good things that I want to cover with you today. Um, and as we know, you know, it's the new year and I believe it's so important to start it off right and to start it off with God. I feel like last year, a lot of people grew weary in their faith and they just felt super just connected to God, which is like really such a shame. And I believe that it's important for people to get connected and plugged into the right source. So for the person who's listening and feels as though God didn't come through for them or they feel disconnected from God, what advice would you give them on getting connected to God and why that's even important? Yeah, thanks so much, you know, uh, Juliet, for having me. Uh, I'm so glad to share this platform with you uh, this time. You know, yes, it's true that many people are growing weary due to the current uh, challenges, you know, the world is mm -hmm. facing, you know, yeah. uh, but even before the COVID era, uh, we've had to deal with challenges. Mm. And now the fact that you are alive for me is an indication that God is still committed to your success Jesus, and ensuring that your prayers are answered. Mm. Now, unfortunately, many people see God through the lens of their problems instead of saying God through his goodness for mankind. Wow. And this is tricky because mostly our problems are just a minute fraction of our being. So you meet someone who says, Pastor, I've been praying and trusting God for just one thing and God has not done it for me. I'm tired. Right. Well, what about the million things you didn't pray for, but God gave them to you anyway? Wow. And one of them being life. Mm. So for those who are disconnected because they are fatigued, they need to come back or make that conscious effort to come back. Because if God cannot do it for you, then nobody or no mm. entity can do it for you. Wow. Wow, that is so good. And I remember one time, because um, Pastor Loma shared, Pastor Lomate shares a lot um, on the prayer line, and he's just so well vested. And I remember you said something that really, really stuck with me. And you said that, you know, we don't realize how expensive it is to run a kidney or run a liver or run a heart. Like, you know, when you go to the hospital and like just to get one kidney or just to get that, it's so expensive. But literally, God is sustaining us for free. Yeah. And that just really, really touched me. So everything you're saying is just so true. Like the fact that we have life that, yeah, yeah. 
that's very, very That's true. more than gold to begin exactly. with. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's true. And, you know, and I do feel that a lot of people feel as though, you know, they need to come to God super holy and that he's this like mean or religious God marking them. And, you know, what can you tell that person about who God truly is? And if they feel as though they are not meeting up to like a certain standard in their walk with God? Yes, you know, that, that's, a, that's a good one because, you know, God is our father. Now, let's look at it like this. You see, our faith is like a journey. And like every journey, you want to take the easiest, the shortest, or the pleasant route. And let me just mention this, that I was caught up in the I-95 cold mm-hmm. on Monday. <laughs> wow. You know. And uh, nobody wants to be in that situation. Yeah. Now, unfortunately for us, every journey has its own issues, mm. you know? So we want it to be like easy, short, pleasant, sweet, but every journey has its own challenges. The winding roads, the high mountains to climb, the low valleys to descend, etc. So here's the point. We must trust in the Lord on our long journey. Mm. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, that trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your path straight. So you see, even the Bible acknowledges that the path is not straight until, you know, we acknowledge him, until mm. we acknowledge, you know, God. In Philippians 1 verse 6, the Bible says, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Mm. Again, he's talking to us about completing, starting the one who started, and then will carry on to completion. That is a journey. So here's the point. In as much as we don't want to portray God as a mean or religious, you know, Mm -hmm. God who is marking us, Mm -hmm. we also ought to portray ourselves, or or we also ought not to portray ourselves as super carnal people. Mm. So it's one hand, you know, we want our freedom. And for many people, freedom means I want to enjoy the pleasures of life, which I don't have any problem with. I have a problem. I have a problem with the orgies of life. Like mm-hmm. I have a problem when your your definition of freedom, you know, ends up being sinful. Now, mm-hmm. God has given us all believers the Holy Spirit to help us on our walk of faith, and so God will guide us in the right direction. Again, that tells you and I that there can be the wrong direction, right? And so we need the Holy Spirit to guide us in the right direction. And God will show us what to do. God will convict us when we are going the wrong way. God will show us things in our lives that are holding us back and more. Mm. And we can also pray to the Holy Spirit for help. We can pray for peace. We can pray for comfort in times of trouble. We might be in the world, but we are not to follow the world's desires. So we have to allow our journey to glorify God. We can begin by, you know, just offering simple prayers. Dear Lord, help me with this issue or help me in this area. Because remember, the question is about somebody who is struggling or somebody who, you know, it's like, okay, how do I make it? You know, somebody who is feeling like, you know, am I meeting 
the the standard you know right right it's a journey it's not a straight line you know life is a sinusoidal curve you know it goes up and down you know and you have to make sure that you are holding the hand of god in every area from my personal experience you know there there, there was a time where i couldn't even pray by uttering words and all i could say was jesus jesus Mm. jesus and i couldn't add anything and that was powerful to me because the Bible says at the mention of that name, every mm. name, wow, mm. you know. So sometimes you can be going through an issue and you are struggling and all you need is the name of Jesus. Yes. Now, let me also add that don't be so hard on yourself because you are not meeting someone's religious standard or you are not meeting a doctrinal standard. Mm. I would rather urge you to be concerned about meeting God's standard. And that is when the Holy Spirit will come and help you. You see, the job of the Holy Spirit is not to make you a good Catholic or make you a perfect Pentecostal or make you a beautiful charismatic or make you a powerful Baptist. No, the job of the Holy Spirit the comforter is to help you be a better you and a better you is the christian or believer the bible says in john 14 verse 16 and now ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever so this is where we must draw the distinction and not put so much pressure on ourselves you know unnecessarily and rather allow the spirit of god to help us in our time of difficulties or in our in our challenges. And we'll find that work with God easier and we'll come to acknowledge that God is the most loving father ever. Amen. Amen. Wow. <laughs> that just put so much peace <laughs> in my heart. And I know the person listening is going to feel that peace because it's so true. You know, and I think just as people, we put so much pressure on ourselves and, you know, like the standard and, you know, like, oh, I need to be this way. And it, it's draining, you know, and I think that's where we get frustrated because, you know, we can never meet this standard if we're trying to do it on our own, you know? So I just love the fact that it's like, it's about what God wants, you know, it's exactly. about what he wants, right? Exactly. And that's the, that's the true thing. It's not about what somebody else is saying. And that yeah. actually segues to my next question, because I feel as though, you know, some people get disconnected from God based on bad personal experiences with the church or, you know, with church folks and church leaders. And, you know, I know you touched on it just briefly, but like, what advice would you give that person who wants to get back with God, but they just don't trust the church leaders? Oh, yeah. You see, and and this is a very practical and and very recurring issue. Mm -hmm. You know, I I met a woman this uh, past fall who was... Uh, abused by her step parents as a young girl mm. and she ran to their church for rescue and was raped by the altar boy and the pastor oh my god so for the rest of her life she does not see anything good about church mm. now right now i cannot speak about let's say young boys and girls who have been abused or who are facing abuse by church leaders right now. We will do an episode on that. But let me speak to an adult or someone who is in a position to make rational choices and act independently. Mm -hmm. First of all, we must know that everybody is working out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Mm. The pastor is a man or a woman. 
and their actions should not be seen as that of God himself. Mm. So that when they mess up, then we assume it is God who messed up. Right. And there is no church without a leader. In fact, there is no religious body without a leader. So you will have to learn to trust some church leader at some point. And here's the point. The Bible says in Titus 1.8 about the fact that a pastor must be upright. That simply means the pastor must have integrity in his relationships and how he treats others. You know, he must be fair, open, and transparent, you know? So I will encourage you, whoever is listening to me now, to look for a church where the pastor has some of these qualities. But more importantly, I would like to encourage you to know the scripture for yourself so that the pastor cannot manipulate you. There are some things that a pastor will tell you that you can clearly see or tell that it's not in the scriptures. Now that should, you know, ring a bell, you know? Yeah. And we should also stop, you know, uh, uh, using pastors in the place of God, like right. the pastor has become God. You right. know? No, right. the, the pastor is a, is, a, is a man of God. Right. So yes, Though the pastor is a woman of God or a man of God. So I would like to, you know, just uh, uh, throw it out there that get back to God by trusting, mm. you know, in the, in the shepherd that the Lord has placed in charge of, of your life. There are some pastors out there who are doing this for self-gain, self-glorification. And there are even some people who are Pastors that I'll say they are not from God. They are not right. even pastors at all. They are just there to, to, right. to give a bad name to a mm-hmm. good institution or a whole institution. And their job is to scatter the, the sheep or create these doubts, you know, in the minds yeah. of people. There are good ministries there. There are good pastors there. I will right. encourage you to come back stronger i will encourage you to come back look at you know what is going on in the body of christ let's support one another right you know and that is how we move from from glory to glory mm, that is that is so good pastor and you know what it, it uh, when you were saying it i remember um the pastor had said that like you know it's almost like if you go to school and you have a bad professor you're not gonna drop out of school <laughs> right like you're yeah, exactly, exactly. going and find as you even being a professor right like I'm sure some students yes same, but they know they need to pass so it's either you're gonna suck it up or you're gonna find another professor that you like that resonates with you because everybody and how they teach is different everybody and how they do things is different like it says you had a bad lawyer you wouldn't say well because of that I'm not gonna go to court you would find a better lawyer and there's good That's and true. bad lawyers there's good and bad cops there's good and you know so in everything like you're saying it's so so true so it's so sad that people use like a few experiences and they're just like oh okay well I'm done with the church but you wouldn't say that about your job you would exactly. say about you know <laughs> you know and it's unfortunate because yes it does give you know the church a bad name but that's just like anything in life there's always the good and the bad to it yes you know? even in yeah. something good so I I think what you said is so 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 key and and I believe it's going to encourage a lot of people to get back to church, those that have, you know, fallen on the, the wayside. And another point that I wanted to touch on, too, is, you know, 
Pastor, I know you know, like a lot of people, you know, get tired of waiting or believing on the promises of God. So when the manifestation delays, what do you tell them, you know, to keep them hopeful for the manifestation of their promise? Or, you know, if they're trusting God for a baby or for like marriage or a new job, and it's just like, it just hasn't happened. And they're frustrated and they're praying and they're fasting and they're doing everything, but it's just not working. So what would you, you know, what advice would you give them? Yes. And you know, that's, um, uh, I mean, I know exactly what you you mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's like telling someone uh, God will give you a baby and it's been four years and right, every right. year, you know, we've been telling them this is your year or they've been hearing this, you know, right. uh, and you, you are still telling them God said they will have a baby or, you know, you are wishing a homeless person prosperous new year, but they've mm-hmm. been homeless forever. Right. You know? Um. It, and it's, you know, looking at the season, you know, we always say this is our season of right. great deeds or mighty deeds and all of that. And mm-hmm. now it sounds repetitive in the ears of, mm. of people. And, mm. you know, people are questioning or wondering whether uh, these things are, are really true or not. Well, first of all, we need to have an idea about the state of God. Mm. Now, what do I mean by that? You see, God does not have a past. And God also does not have a future. God only lives in the now. And that is the meaning of eternity. Wow. Eternity has no past or future. Eternity is always now. So when God gives a promise to you and I, It could appear as though it was last year or last two years or three years ago. But to God, it will always be a now. So now think about a human promise scenario, for instance. You are not bothered if I tell you right now that I'll give you $1,000. Because I just said it. But after three months, if you still did not get a thousand dollars, you are likely going to start thinking or wondering whether I have forgotten mm. or whether I meant it even as, as at the time I said it. Right. Then what do you do then? You try to remind him. Mm. So with God, the three months will never come because he lives in the now. So it's important that we keep reminding ourselves of the promises as though it was just made or it Mm. was just given to us, even though it could have been in the past five years. So let's take Sarah, for instance. Mm -hmm. She was promised a baby. But the Bible says that between the time they received the promise, Abraham received the promise, and the time that they had Isaac was 25 years. Mm-hmm. So for them, even though God has spoken 25 years earlier, every single year they have to keep reminding ourselves, okay, it is this year, year right. one. Right. It is this year, year two. It is this year, year three, mm. year four. Each year must be there now until the 25th year they saw the now. So yes, you might have received the promise of God. And for you, it was two years ago, but to God, it is still now. He's in the now. We have to connect our past and our future to God's now. That is what people say, God's time. Yeah. So the God's time is, God's time is always in the now. So it's your past, 
your present, your future dhammas align with God's now. And now is brightened by our faith mm. that we shall receive it. So don't get tired of receiving the promises of God just because it didn't happen last year or last two years. God's promises will not expire. He just said it. He's in the now. It's only to you and I that it's been two years or three years or four right. years, you know, or two months or six months ago. To God, it's still in the now. So let us rather use that to build our faith so that even though it looks as though it's been six months ago, I can still get up in the morning and say, well, God just said it and I wow. believe it. It's been a year ago, but well, God just said it and I believe it. I you know, it's that. been two years. Well, God just said it and I believe it. And before you know it, no matter how long it tarries, you will see the manifestation. Wow, that, I'm, like, I wish you could see my face. Like, <laughs> that is like, what? Like that, I am beyond mind blown because that, it just really, like, was a light bulb in my head because I'm like, whoa, that is something that I'm going to take with me. And I'm sure people listening will take that because that is so key and that is so accurate because God is not limited to time he is above yeah. time so yeah. you know it's just like when you remember that it just reminds you that like like you said just imagine like he just said it because he's not limited to your time side like your time frame. exactly like, oh that that's that's so good <laughs> pastor that's so good and I'm so like sad that we're almost running out of time and I just have like one more question because Listen, y'all, Pastor Lomate is loaded. So like, <laughs> you know, really, really loaded. So I'm trying to squeeze in all that I can. But, you know, getting connected to God is such a blessing. And it's honestly, hands down, I think, you know, one of the most rewarding things anyone can do. So before we wrap up, can you kindly just share practical tips on how you can stay connected with God? Like even for yourself, like you have a busy schedule and you have so many life demands. So how do you make God a priority in your life? Yes. You see, I mean, I will say this, and this is to all of us, me included. You know, if you are too busy to serve God or pay attention to God daily, then you are on a double or dual suicide mission. Ooh, come on now. You are denying or you are dying physically and spiritually at the same time. Mm. That's, that's what I mean by dual oh, you know, yeah. suicide mission. Yeah. Like both. Your, your physical body and your spiritual, you know, uh, yeah. of being, you are, you are dying at the same time. So, I mean, there are lots of tips, but I will go for my personal top four picks, mm -hmm. simple top four picks for myself. One, you must pray regularly to strengthen your relationship with God. Mm. And to pray could just be five minutes out of your break time. You know, I know people who go to work and they tell me, well, I have one hour break and I'm wondering what you spend the entire one hour on, <laughs> right. you know? So spend like five minutes in traffic or five minutes your break down, time, 10 minutes, you know, two minutes in the bathroom or mm. three minutes in the shower and just, you know, uh, uh, pray. Number two, I would say you must develop a habit of reading the word of God. Mm. Now, this is the difficult part for most people. But these days, you know, we have these Bible apps on our phones. Yeah, we yeah. have daily notifications popping up with daily scriptures. Take time to read it. 
So I will encourage whoever is listening to me right now, have a Bible app on your phone. We all carry our smartphones with us, you know, and read these daily, you know, verses, daily quotations as you, as you, as you go along, you know. Mm-hmm. And the third thing I'll say is engage in fellowship with other believers of Christ. Yeah. You know, don't, don't, don't surround yourself with so many people who don't share your, your faith or belief. You have right. to be in fellowship, you know, with people. So I have friends. I mean, like Juliet Rana is my friend, mm-hmm. you know, Personette, and I have all my, my friends. And, you know, all of them, we encourage one another. We Amen. lift up one another, yes. you know, yes. in the faith. You see, yeah. you, can't, you cannot do it by yourself or alone. Mm-hmm. And the people you surround yourself with, they are very important and they have a crucial role to play in, in, in your, your life's journey. Mm-hmm. And let me conclude the fourth point by saying, be somebody who attends church regularly. Mm-hmm. Please find a Bible-believing church. Attend church regularly. You know, uh, uh, don't leave the house of God. You know, yeah. find time and attend church. No matter how busy you are on a Sunday, at least find one or two Sundays and, you know, uh, be in the house of God. So I'll, I'll just speak on this for pray regularly, read the word, surround yourself with, you know, believers in Christ and attend church regularly. Wow. Oof, come on now. Seriously. Thank you so much, Pastor Momote. That was so powerful. Like just you sharing your wealth of knowledge with, with us is just, I know, blessing so many people because it's really blessed me. You know, like I know you as a pastor and just all that you share and all that you have, it's just so amazing to hear it again and to also get new revelations, you know, and yeah. I think that's the thing. It's like, you can never have enough, you know? So everything you shared was so, so, so powerful. And I would ask that, you know, before we just wrap up on today's episode, if you can just kindly, you know, pray for our listeners or anybody that's listening to us today, if you can just give us a word of prayer. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let's, let's pray. You know, uh, Father Lord, this day, I pray for my brother. I pray for my sister who is listening. Lord, I pray that you give them the courage to begin again, to overlook the difficulties, to overcome the obstacles, and to stay open to the moment as best as they can. I pray, Lord, oh God, that you help them to be patient enough, to know it takes time to start over, and wise enough to ask for help from friends and family when it's needed. I pray, Lord, oh, Father, to help them look into the future, help them to reflect on the past and remember the lessons taught them. Oh, God, I pray that you always look to strengthen them. I pray that you guide them. I pray that every request that they've tabled before you, give it your maximum consideration. I pray, Lord, oh, Father, that you help them, all of us, that we may know you in every moment, of every day in the years ahead of us. I pray, Lord, oh, Father, that we shall be a catalyst for light and love and bring inspiration to those whose eyes will come across and we meet. We pray, Lord, oh, Father, for strength to stand tall in the face of conflict and the courage to speak the voice of God, even when we are scared. We pray for the spirit of humility in our hearts and the passion to live our soul's desires. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. 
The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Wow. God richly bless you, Pastor. Wow. Amen. That was so beautiful. That was so powerful. And I just know someone's life will never be the same after today's yes. episode. So God bless you. For those listening, if you would like to connect with Pastor Lomote, you can contact him at lomotear at gmail.com. Again, that's L-O-M-O-T-E-Y at gmail.com i'm sure he'll be more than happy to hear from you and to pray for you or if you just want somebody to just connect with or know more about his church where they are in pennsylvania you can totally reach out to pastor god richly bless you again pastor lomote and yes, to our listener, yes. thank you so much yes thank you Mr. Julius. Yeah, it's been a pleasure <laughs> thank you you are amazing you're amazing and to our listeners, thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode. I pray that you were all blessed by it. As always, make sure you guys subscribe to JMR Speaks so you don't miss a beat. See you all on the next episode. Ciao.